Welcome to episode 28 of the Pit Box Podcast. We hope you guys are feeling good. We're back again with another show. You know, we made a self-initiative. That's probably not even the right term. <laughs> we have an initiative to try and give you guys one show per month. And we're sticking to it so far. So last month, Seb came out with me to OVRP. And he actually had a chance to drive the cart. Now, also, he's driven, like, the regular four-stroke rental carts, which, to me, those in itself are already better than most of the indoor carts that you get at a place. Well, I don't necessarily want to call out, like, RPM. I have no beef with RPM. Oh. It's fine. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> racing, racing outdoor yeah. is cooler than RPM, and, like, the carts are a bit faster than RPM. But then, of course, driving my cart, is a whole different level compared to that. Like the weight is significantly less. I don't even know how much the rental cart weighs, but of course my cart is like 180, 185 pounds. And then once you're in it and you know you have gas and then depending on your weight, but everybody has to have the has to reach the minimum weight for the class. Yeah, like 360, 365 pounds, somewhere around there, I believe, for senior. Uh, of course, stickier tires, probably like triple the horsepower. My cart makes like 30 horsepower, and the rentals have to be in the single digits. Like, if they're at 10, that's that a lot. Yeah, that would be surprising. But yeah. still, even if it's 10, that's triple, you know. So that's why you be cycling so much. You're trying to make weight. I knew it. I knew it. I told you that before. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. I told you that before. Like, you have to be at the minimum <laughs> weight. And you're literally giving time away. I feel yeah. like I didn't know this, but I kind of vaguely remember you saying this. Like, no, this it's, it's like, I don't get know. Get it to get advantage of the freebies, you know what I mean? This man skips That's one of them with a track too. He maximizes everything. Yeah. Like, now you got to come correct. You can't your last. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? What'd you say? They said he skips breakfast too. This nah, bro. Never. Time. Never in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, could never, I could never skip breakfast or a race, man. You're going to be hungry. You don't think so? Bro, I hit Dunkin' Donuts on the way there. He picked me up in Jamaica and I was like, you want some shit? And he's like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm like, are you sure? Oh, nah. <laughs> he's, on, he's on that H2O diet. I'm sure, I'm sure even Lewis Hamilton, Landon Norris, all these twigs, they they probably have some type of breakfast, bro. You gotta eat something. Listen, there's no way you're racing the whole entirety of a race and not eating a damn thing. You're gonna be starving after. There's no way. Look, just for the viewers, I'll break it down for you what I eat before a bike ride and what I eat before I go karting. All right. So bike ride in the morning. The only thing I'll eat is a muffin, a banana, and like a few small turkey sausages. Like, all right. See, that's 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 good. I could yeah. I could get behind that because you got the carbs, you got the protein. All right. Now tell me the tell me the other one. Um. So for carding, uh, I mean, I I might have some cereal. It could be French toast sticks, or maybe I'll make like a sausage and egg English muffin and that will carry me most of the day. I have to eat mm. by like one o'clock, like a PB and J. If I eat anything heavier, I'm just not driving. It's time to go home. Uh, but, but if I eat anything lighter, 
it doesn't really do anything. What so, did he say? <laughs> he said, he said, what do you mean you're not driving? <laughs> what do you he mean said, you're you not driving? Night, That's what that means. Yeah, because like if you too full, like you upset your stomach. With, with yeah. like the G's and the bumps, you're not gonna have a good time. Say less. All right, all right. Hold up, hold up. I got a question then. Yes. So Seb, what did you eat before going karting in his <laughs> cart? Tell me now, please. Oh, I had like. I decided to carb low because I already know that there's no food up there in the sticks. So okay. All right. Fine, you know what I'm saying? Makes sense. Um, so I think I had like a, a medium iced coffee from Dunkin' with a corn muffin and I think like two glazed donuts or some shit. All right. Damn, carb heavy. And how did you All feel right. when you drove that cart? So his cart was different only because I had done like maybe six rounds on the CRG. Like I just kept going round after round after round. Like I was just, I was racing Gideon the whole time. He was one of the mechanics that works there. And we were just having a blast. He's a GM. He runs the show. Oh, he runs the show. Okay. My bad, Gideon. I should put some respect on you. I didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I done beat myself up on the CRGs the whole time. So by the time I got to his card, I was like beyond fried like that. I really underestimated how much that would have beat me up. And I was like, I was toast. Did you find yourself hungry while driving, though? That's the main question. I feel like that would be like, because <laughs> hold on, hold on. If I feel like I'm driving the cart, right? And all of a sudden I'm on turn 11. I'm like, damn, I could really go for a fucking sandwich right now. Like that's going to throw off my fucking race. Like, you know what I mean? I'm going to be missing fucking apexes. I'm going to be oversteering like, or understeering realistically if I'm that tired and I'm hungry. So I feel like you got to have a balanced diet to do this shit. Am I, am I wrong? Like, I'm sorry. To no, I'm, I'm laughing, but you're 100% correct. <laughs> Well, look, you might be exaggerating to well, a certain yeah. extent. Like once you get out there, you're not really thinking about anything but the task at hand. But if so, like like I said, I I have it mapped out where you know I I'm eating obviously pretty early in the morning before I leave the house, and then I'm good until about one o'clock, and then it's PB and J time, and then I'm good till about six. I try to bring a muffin with me to eat for the ride home. Because I get home at like eight something. So I went from like one to eight and I'm burning bad calories. I'm starving on the way home, but I don't always bring the muffin with me. So it's like, uh, I'll just drink some Gatorade and I'll be all right. <laughs> and you're crazy, bro. Cause you're also sweating balls while you're on that track. Like it's hot. You're already wearing like two layers and a race suit and rib protectors. You got a helmet on, you got your shoes on, you got everything on. And so like, you're basically cooking and the cart that you're driving to is like running pretty hot too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, basically, Steve fasting. is like uh, running a car, you know, right above the uh, the empty line. You know, what I mean, just <laughs> enough to get you going, and just enough so that you're not, you know, sleepy or tired or feeling sluggish or not able to focus either. It's like that perfect balance. You know what I mean? I'm glad you said that because by the time I got in that car. I did not hit that perfect balance. I was probably right above that threshold where it's fight or flight. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I just chose violence and just decided to go for it, you know? I'm done. <laughs> but see, but also, <laughs> but also too, like, if, if like, like, again, like I said, if you eat too much, you're going to upset your stomach. 
but also that's extra weight. I'm already over the, the weight limit just naturally. So I'm trying to trim as much as possible. So if I got to starve a little bit to get that 10th, I'm going to be a little hungry. <laughs> All right, so let me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. How, how serious are we taking weight and carding? Like, I, I understand in Formula One, like, that stuff is so meticulously, like, like calculated. But, like, for example, for your carding, like, you might be running half a tank of gas for all I know. And you know, you understand what I'm saying? Like it's 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 a little less like Scientific. like uh, like yeah, yeah, like it's not like it's not like to the decimal point type of thing in, in carding, I would assume. But I guess maybe we could ask the question, right, to compare like how carding like how time how this might affect anyway. I'll here, I'll 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 answer that for you. Yeah, so I'm probably if if I was at the weight limit, mm-hmm. I think I would probably be a tenth to two tenths faster, like at the minimum weight. Mm-hmm. And that adds up because every lap, if you attempt slower after ten laps, that's that's a second. They up the road, so like it right. it does matter. It's just that I'm racing against like fifteen year olds. Who right, like exactly. only, who have only who have to add weight to their cart. Yeah, who have to add weight, and I'm an adult who's not even fat. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm kind of just I gotta work with what I have. Now, don't worry. Next year, I have something for them. Uh, but for this year, yeah, I'm just overweight. And last year too, like it, it, it is what it is. Like I'm just, I'm just overweight. <laughs> I'm curious, what's what's next year? Liposuction? Like I'm um. I'm, <laughs> oh, like, I'm, just I'm, I'm kidding with you, but like you know what I mean. Like, I'm, what could you possibly do? I'm kind of well. I'm kind of tapped out on like what I can do. It's just an equipment thing now. Copy, like, just, copy. Just get a, just get a lighter right. part because copy. Like, yeah, like I could. I think at most. I might lose like maybe five pounds. I'm only like six or seven pounds heavier than I was in high school. So like, wow, yeah, bro. I was like 185, I think, in high school. How much you weigh now? I'm like 193. All right, sub. That's... How much you? How much you weigh? 130. How much? The... All right, now, what were your times? I'm assuming you calculated times for like your average time, Steve, since you've driven the car multiple. What was your time? Sub. Um, do you remember what the what the gap was? It was it was like what four was it four or five seconds? It was like four seconds, yeah. You were four seconds faster than Steve? No, 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 other way. No, the opposite. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was about to say, holy well, that's wild. But also to like add context, he's on he's underweight. And I'm still was, you know, forced. And I'm overweight, <laughs> you know. Uh, Barely, but yeah. Yeah, gotcha. like, I'm like, I think in, in the cart, I'm like uh, 385, mm. I want to say, maybe. Which is, actually, that's kind of crazy because I really was not pushing hard. Like, I wasn't giving it full push laps. Like, I looked at the footy after, like, you guys took videos of me, and I would look like I was doing a Sunday drive compared to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My boat was out to cruise some week. Yeah, I was like, leaning on the radiator, just like, <laughs> <laughs> like all right. <laughs> yeah, because like you're punching it down the street, and then you coast through the corner, where like I'm just done it the, the entire time. So I'm curious now. Then, Seb, 
getting into it really the nitty-gritty then what was your what was your feeling of your quote-unquote sunday cruise in steve's car versus to versus the uh the rental cart or the the standard it was like night and day it was like literally stepping into a rocket ship from like really a playhouse rocket ship on the playground that's kind of like i guess that would be like the equivalent of going from f3 and jumping into an f1 car you're four seconds faster steve but you're overweight still and then you know you understand me that and it just feels like you know the comparison like you're standing still versus rocket ship and then it's like someone who's been doing this for a little bit and they're a whole four seconds faster and could you imagine going four seconds faster in the drive you did Seb? like that's got to be like a crazy amount faster like you know what i mean right and then just something to tag in real quick one thing that we also got to be aware of is the fact that those four seconds it's not like those four seconds Seb can just pick up in the straight. Like those four nah. seconds Seb has to find in each corner, which obviously requires seat time. Um, also, kind of like what Steve was saying, Seb wasn't even technically in weight because Steve would have had to add weight to the cart for him to be in spec. And then I really would have been curious to see like what, what the spread would be because then it would be a consistent experiment between the two. You know, because Steve might be over by like, you know, four or five pounds and then Seb might be right on target. And then we have two different driving experiences as well. Like Steve is a frequent, Seb is not. Then that would have been an even closer experiment just to see, you know, where 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 the two land, I guess. Yeah. And honestly, I would love to see what it would have been like had I not done so many CRG rounds because I was straight up like beat up by the end of the day so had i done it in like one of the first heats like i would have pushed way harder because i just would have had right more, like i would have energy had, yeah i was way more early on in the day those those two donuts and that corn muffin would have been more work at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh. the boston cream would have been gassing like, <laughs> the, ex- <laughs> the experience i'm thinking of in this is when we did those iron man races up in mount kisco where we raced for basically half an hour and a half, right? Was it an hour and a half straight? An hour. No, it was an hour. An hour, an hour straight. Even then, it still felt very, it felt very long and grueling, realistically. Like, when you get out of that cart, like, your hands are fucking, like, stuck in the Fried. same posi- same right. position. Like, I'm like this. Like, I got arthritis. You're squeezing you know the wheel. Like, yep. <laughs> like, I could barely open my hands. <laughs> And, and maybe that's actually a poor thing. Actually, I don't think you need to grip the wheel that tight to be able to control the car. But that's another story. I'm getting there. Right. Don't judge me. Um, but it felt like a lot, a lot of work. You're sweating. You're tired. You're hungry if you didn't have the proper meal beforehand. Like So now, and that was in a, what, a nine horsepower car, I think it was, the top tier that we could yeah. drive on that circuit. So now you're really going right. up to... 30 that's 21 horsepower more that means that i'm flying i don't even think that car could handle the track that we were at at milan kisco and Um, also just to tap in if you think about it too since the cart makes more horsepower that also means that you have to change your driving characteristics because you want to try to keep keep the cart in the power band as often as possible steve you want to you want to enlighten them real quick on what the difference is between, you know, like in the typical CRG rental style cart, uh, power wise, and how it comes on 
versus versus your cart? Yeah, so like with a regular <laughs> cart, whether it's at OVRP, which is, you know, those are gas or indoor place where it's electric, the throttle is kind of like an on-off switch. And there isn't even necessarily a need to modulate the throttle just because of how like the carts are designed and like how the tracks are. You can kind of just stomp on it and you can do what you need to do for the most part. But with my cart, uh, and you know, I I have a Rotax engine, so it's a little bit different if you had like a uh, IAMI, because like the two engines, even though they're both the same class and they're 125 cc's, uh, with the IAMI, because of the size of the carb, you can just stomp on it more so in a, in, a, in a similar style to an indoor cart, but still not exactly the same. Whereas for me with the Rotax, uh, if you're if you're at a slower speed, if you're coming out of the corner at a slower speed, for example, if you've driven that OVRP, uh, the hairpin, if you just stomp on it, literally you'll just bog the engine. So it'll go and then it'll it'll take off. But you know, you, you have to lean into it and then you know it'll right. take off just just the way you you want it to. Uh, you know, because also you have actual like travel <laughs> with the with the throttle. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a different style of applying the throttle, especially if you're using a, a Rotax. Gotcha. So I guess like coming out of the hairpin, kind of like what you were saying, if you were to floor it, it's almost like you're 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 drowning the motor in fuel. Yeah, you're right? not going anywhere. Like you literally right. would just have to wait for it to you know, trying to like clear itself out and then it'll, it'll take off. But uh, gotcha. out of a fast corner, so like turn one at OVRP, you could just stomp on it and it'll, it'll right. keep going because you're at such a higher RPM that there's exactly. no need to uh, lean on the, on the throttle, well, modulate the throttle, I should say, to keep going. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, yeah I mean, listen, guys, I've, dri I've driven the CRG carts at, ORVP also for a few times, uh, kind of like Seb has, we definitely got to get Gartrell out there so you can experience what it's like. Uh, to be honest with you, for those of you who haven't driven that OVRP, it is a super, uh, not, not technical, but it's very abusive track. It's extremely bumpy. So it's taxing in the sense of energy. So after like, you know, three laps of going hot, you start to feel it like right away. Um, kind of like what Steve's saying, you know, going into turn one on how you can stay on throttle uh, for the most part, just by, you know, modulating. Um, but as soon as you get into turn two and you make that that left, you start to feel the G's that the cars carts pull, pull, you know, because obviously there's no there's no power assist. It's the most raw experience that you can get. So that means that you're muscling through the corners. And, and also what, what, what I've learned too, just to, to briefly touch on it, what Steve was kind of mentioning and what other gentlemen who had mentioned who drive there more frequently is you can really feel when you're being smooth as far as your inputs. And it's almost like the cart rewards you even more drastically than like a car would, for example, when you hit the proper apex um, or when you don't give too much of an aggressive steering input and you start to scrub off speed like you can actually feel those things 
almost on a sensory level in a cart, whereas in comparison to a car, it's like super, super numb. Yeah, so, so I think also to help provide context, you should tell the people what your actual experiences are uh, outside of just carting at OVRP. What, just like driving a car, like? Well, I was more so going to say like, all right, we got Monticello, and then for the most part, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the best way, I mean, Chris did a great job in describing it that like, it not only feels more rewarding, but like, if you can really nail the, like, just the, the approach of driving a cart, it's so much more forgiving too. And like the reward, like the reward really pays off because if you don't nail it right, like it's not that forgiving. Like if you don't get no. that, like you're, you're for lack of a better term, you're eating shit for the most part. So like it's, it's that much more rewarding when you do nail it. And a perfect example of that is like turn two at OVRP. Um, like just as I was starting to get a good grasp of, of the just throttle sensitivity really. Um, I, I first thought like, hey, like, let me, once I get out, once I pass that apex on turn two, I can just start giving it gas, ease into the throttle and just like, let it rip and then like coast. Cause at that point you're going uphill. So then you can exactly. carry that momentum and bring it up into turn three, since it's a long right-hander. And then you set yourself up for turn four, which is another really long left-hander too. And so you're not even really hitting the brakes. You're just kind of carrying that momentum up there. And it starts at turn two, really. And so right. in the CRGs, like you guys had mentioned, like you can just stomp it. Like the brake, the gas pedal is basically like, like it's binary. It's either go or don't. Um, right. In Steve's card, it's not. It's not. So when I realized that like the hard way, like after I hit turn two, I think like after the second lap and I was like, okay, I can start giving it more gas. Like I'm starting to feel this, this card a little bit more. And I leaned into the, like the gas, like a little bit way too hard too soon. And I didn't even realize that like, I wasn't straight in my steering application and I had just given it so much gas that the cart just like went and I just like totally wasn't ready for it. And I just went straight into the grass and I started cutting grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so, one thing too, like you were saying. And that's you the don't... thing, like, but like once you can, once you can figure out how to attack that apex properly and then finally like figure out how to apply the throttle in a in a smooth way where you're actually like carrying the momentum that you want to and then not only just carrying that momentum but then like figuring out where to transition the the momentum in the apex and then the throttle application after the apex and that way you can make it just super smooth and so you're basically going into turn two like this and then you're setting yourself up for turn three and it's just like one like beautiful sweeping motion when you nail it perfectly that's what it looks like and when you don't you look like me going straight into the grass <laughs> high risk high reward <laughs> right so yeah. when you so you've you've played the game uh of f1 2022 maybe some other games a set of course uh, something like that um i'm curious to to see your to or to hear i guess your um translation of how it feels to drive a cart versus how to drive in the game and what are the, any of the mechanics or uh, things you've learned in, in playing that game have 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 uh, impacted your driving on that. That's a part. that's a really good question because like 
by the time so i played f1 for like a couple of years now and i have my own fanatec rig so like i i play with no assists whatsoever like I, I play the game as raw as you can play it um and by the time i got into um the two stroke it was very similar to what that experience was like especially when it came down to throttle application because i'm not using any assist whatsoever so if you give it too much throttle and you just flood it like you're, you're spinning out exactly yep. And so it was very similar to that by the time I'd gotten into, into Steve's car. And so like, you know, just being mindful that like, if you're, if you're going to start giving it gas, don't go full beans while you're still turning into the turn. Like you're obviously just going to spin out. You're just going to go somewhere you really don't want to go. Um, and so because of that, like you, you kind of feel like that, that raw control of a car that you're driving because you you really don't have any assist that you're playing around with. I mean, yeah, like in, in the game, you have some dynamics, like you can mess with like your, your, your brake balance. You can figure out exactly like, you know, how, how much you want to like, I guess, program the, the car to its extent that like it matches your driving ability in a cart. They have that still to a similar extent as well. Not as much, but in terms of like how it comes down to driving, it really comes down to your own like personal skill and how smooth right. you can do all of your applications. And I think that's a good, that's a great question, G, because it's like at the end of it all, like you really want to be smooth with your applications at the end of the day. Like even Vince at the track is just like, you you don't want to be like jerking the wheel. You don't want to be doing anything that's just like too violent. Like you want to make it seem like everything is just like in tandem with each other and just be really smooth with all your inputs right yeah yeah I, I mean i i play myself and and being as though i've driven some go-karts but never anything as fast as steve's i'm trying to like gain like the the perspective uh so to speak because yes like you know i play the game also with like light assists at most and in which case like you apply the throttle you spin out you you know put too much steering input and you're spinning out or you're in a place where you don't want to be or not enough and you're you're overshooting the corner well above that well over the apex in which case you have to you know rein it back in that type of thing and you have to control your braking as well just as in the, in, in the same and so I guess this is more that question was more so geared to those people who may not have had the experience, but may have, you know, had some sim experience or some gaming experience, in which case, like, these things are modeled after, right? Like you, you know, like Formula One drivers drive in simulators in order to simulate what they do on track. So like, that would be a good, like, maybe like comparison point for people who are watching that may not have had that experience of driving in an actual cart that's either of, of any type realistically um and yeah i now i'm more intrigued to drive the car the or the cart i'm sorry myself because i want to see how those dynamics apply to real life in a more raw setting and a less like you said um customizable setting setting where you can you know adjust per your skills and how you want the car to feel and and, and respond to certain inputs yeah right and, and one thing comes to mind too like <clears throat> with what uh like i think it was lewis hamilton like a couple seasons ago actually i think it was during the pandemic where we were there talking about like the emphasis of sim driving in the middle of the pandemic is the season just they, they didn't have that season that year mm. um it like he commented that like you don't really get the feel for it in a sim scenario that like you're not getting the g's 
and right. I I was just like, okay, I get that. But like, I'd also never driven Steve's car at that point. I had been heavily involved in sim racing at the time. And I was like, so enamored by it that I didn't even really think twice about what he meant by it. And by the time I got into Steve's car, like the G's are what hit me. I mean, I'm not pulling six G's like, like a Formula One driver will on average on any other track, but like in terms of like, how violent the track hits you with how bumpy it is and how technical it might be and how you need to be mindful of all of that while also like having a lot more force and like the force is coming against you where like you may be able to think that like your applications on everything from throttle and steering and brake are going to be on point but like you're also forgetting that like you're going against actual like gravity that's in your way that's like precluding you from being as smooth that like that like right like different elevations, undulations in the pavement, you know, switching from a clean prep surface to a not so clean surface. Somebody might've went off track. So now is there dirt or sand or dust on the track? Like all those things that we so very easily look beyond actually make a huge difference when you're in the seat. And also just to briefly mention, as far as like, you know, driving on simulators and how it correlates to how, you know, racing carts is, you can probably get to about 60% of the feeling that you would in real life in the video game. I would say about 40% of the things that actually happen when you're behind the seat of one of these carts, you can't account for. And kind of like how Seb was mentioning, you know, in the computer, you can kind of adjust the settings of the vehicle to compensate say for your driving abilities versus going in the cart it's like so eye-opening because now it's all on you so if you make a mistake the cart's going to show you instantly look mm. what seb had mentioned earlier he got on the on the throttle but his his the, he wasn't pointed in the right direction so where did he go off track so you know positioning pointing the cart in a certain way making sure that you're you're positioned you know where you need to apex and knowing when you can actually get on the throttle relative to your positioning and then factoring in all the bumps and undulations and all that stuff. That's why it's so much more rewarding when you get right, because you're on sensory overload. Like you're focused on pivoting, positioning yourself in this corner to lead you into the next one, because that's how, you know, you create the fastest time is one corner at a time. And it starts with the first one. So as soon as, if you mess up the first corner, that trickles into the rest of them. So it, it requires so much focus and so much from your senses that it's actually super cool to be able to then translate that either back into the game or take it from the game to the actual cart and just see the differences and play with the differences between both spectrums. And then even possibly if you're lucky enough, you know, take your own car and then go on the track. So then you can really have a, a broadened perspective and gain from each aspect because there's no one answer anymore to how to gain experience and how to become a more effective driver. Now it's just a, a cumulative effort uh, based on all of the experiences that you can now have, whether it's virtual or karting or, you know, racing in a club series in, in, in the vehicle, or even then graduating into the formula style racing and the Indy car racing, if you're, if you're so committed and so lucky. Um, so yeah, I guess that's how I would, how I would tie everything that we just spoke about together. Couldn't have said it better.
So, Chef, what was your literal first reaction once you started, like, you know, getting a rhythm? I'll say because, like, when you first get on track, you, you, you enter basically at turn two. So, like, you don't really three. You don't really you, well, turn three is the first turn you see. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It's right after turn two, so you're basically prepped for turn three at that point. Yeah. Um, and so like you kind of don't fully get a sense of speed at that point because you're you're presented with so many turns that like you're you're really not going full beans yet. Um, and so by the time you get to the first straight, and I remember Vince telling me he's like, by the time you get to the first straight and you put your foot down, like it's gonna hit you and you're you're gonna be smiling. I know we're not gonna see it through the helmet, but you're gonna be like, oh oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> and he wasn't kidding like by the time I pulled my foot down just because like based off of CRGs like yeah you hit the gas but it's like I mean you're going pretty fast but like you're not you're not like blistering speed like you're not really going that fast in the CRGs it's like like you almost feel like you hit light speed in a second and you're carrying so much speed halfway through the straight that like by the time you get to the first corner and you realize you got to hit the brakes this is this is when you know you love racing and you know that like you're kind of crazy because you're going so fast that you know you got to hit the brakes and any sane person would have hit the brakes like mad soon like really early because they're like this is going to be really dangerous now nah, you're like i want to see how, how late i could hit these brakes. i'm gonna go deep i'm gonna go deep let's go, let's go. high five through the camera <laughs> and i loved it man it was like it was insane because it's like you hit that moment of like literal like so to answer your question steve it was and for lack of a better term it was oh shit because <laughs> <laughs> you realize you take everything in and like like chris said like honestly the the the, the best way to explain it is like sensory overload because you're going so fast that like you really can't if you're not used to it you can't, can't really process everything that's going on in real time like it's just it's not time to think no not at all so that's why like in many cases like especially with like formula one drivers where they're racing at the level that they are and the speed that they are not only what they have to do has to feel reactionary but it has to come out of a place of like habit for them like it has to be second nature it has to come out of like just like pure sense like they can't think twice about it so like after that experience as well like just understanding how quickly people have to react in like high speed situations like that like god so much more respect and also like that's frankly where like the addiction just like pulls into play there like once you, sure. once you go into that speed it's like i i like this like i like this yeah <laughs> give me more give me right. more until you end up in the grass real quick and then it's like ah no <laughs> nah that didn't happen forget about that Let's do like this. <laughs> don't look don't look don't look right <laughs> i literally turned around like no one saw that right all right, right. cool like <laughs> all, right, all right anyway we're back in this <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure if if i recall correctly you nearly were doing the same like max speed that i would be doing down the street um like if i'm doing like 67 i think you're doing like 65 66 if I, yeah, I believe so um yeah and then it's like you know like watching is like okay like he's mainly just punching it <laughs> on the straights coast through the corners punch it again coast through the corners which you know like obviously there's a, a lot of performance left in the cart uh, especially when it comes to handling, like you didn't even necessarily explore the handling part of it, but I'm sure even at the speed you were doing, you felt how much more direct 
the the turn in was and how it re reacts and responds compared to a regular CRG rental car. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like that's where I got a full. I mean, like I've I've understood it through like setting up a car like in F one twenty two, for example, where like you you play with the toe, you play with the camber, you play with the height, you play with all of the other components that you have available to you to like not just suit your racing style, but also like once you figure out how certain components of the car work, you can then design it so that it works for you and i felt that in the car like granted i didn't get the most out of the car because i wasn't pushing it in the way that like like to its fullest extent but i could completely feel how like it like just the, the way the car was designed was meant to go fast and was meant to do certain things at certain speeds at certain angles and certain deliveries where like that's that's just how it's done by design and like you're really supposed to push it to that level because if you don't like you're really not getting the most out of that whole experience I, like I try to tell people that in a car, you can drive at seven temps and you can have fun. Like you can have a great time at seven temps, but in the cart, if you're at seven temps, it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> no, it's like, why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah, because it just doesn't like you can't you can't get it to function the way you're supposed to if you're at seven temps. You know, it just it just doesn't and won't ever make any sense like you just have to drive like a lunatic a control controlled lunatic <laughs> just to you know for it to come together it's like you know it's almost like you know something's loose and you pull a string and it tightens up you're like mm. oh okay i gotta go faster i gotta go faster i gotta go even faster than that and then you're like oh okay now it's turning now i can really feel it work I could, all right, cool. I'm, you know, well, for me, well, especially for that day, like it didn't have brand new tires in the cart. So there was still obviously even more pace to be gained out of, out of that day <laughs> if I had fresh tires right. on it. Um, I know obviously Seb wasn't fully comfortable with the brakes. The, the pads were a bit worn, admittedly. I had like fresh pads in my, toolbox i just didn't put them in so i was trying to get me out there to die how dare <laughs> my guy was trying to milk the milliseconds baby. <laughs> i told you if you stomp on it it will stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah let me stomp on my car said, lock them up. Five lock down the <laughs> if you stomp on it it'll slow down yeah. if you don't play, it, the last thing i want to do is stomp on it and it not slow down and i'm going straight into the woods like <laughs> Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that to you. Like I'm not gonna <laughs> endanger you. Um, no, I know. Like, I think I was actually. You, I was like, if the brakes like don't work, just crank the wheel all the way, and you'll probably, except for turn one, you'll probably slow down enough that you'll get through the corner. Mm, sure, scrub it off. I was gonna ask you that also. What 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 was the difference sub uh, in in feeling? Uh, between the weight differential with Steve's car versus CRG and also like the brakes too. I know Steve didn't have fresh pads so you couldn't experience the true difference, but still there's a difference there because uh, the rental cards, from what I remember, the brakes super, like they're like hard, it's hard to gauge. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that, the so like, in that regard like the breaks between the two stroke and the crgs like it was very similar but the thing that threw me off because like the bite it was very hard to find the bite and that like if you're going that fast that's kind of scary because you're like they need to bite 
like when yeah, are the so like that's the part where you're just like oh fuck and then like when you realize that like you can nail it after a while you're just like oh like okay this is this is crazy and i kind of like this craziness um but the weight difference was like massive especially for someone like me who's on the lighter side like it legitimately felt like i was flying especially like in when you're going uphill through turns three and four like most mm. people are three-wheeling it legitimately up those turns because you're going uphill and you're also kind of like lean back a little bit but then like you know you're when you're racing you're on the edge like you're literally on the edge of the car's performance of a car's performance so like once you find that edge and you know how to ride that edge that's that's how you're getting peak performance and mm. i just I, I could tell like okay like I, I got a lot more respect um for I mean not just for you Steve but like everyone else that I'm seeing on track that's like seriously pushing it to that edge and with such confidence that they know like okay I, I know where the edge is here I need to ride that and I know exactly what I need to do to like you know connect all these turns so that I can make the most out of my time and then punch the brakes at this corner and then like ease it off the throttle once I'm off past the apex um and so like for someone like myself who was underweight and even like just like I, I mean comparatively to um I guess the standards of like what I should wake with the cart altogether um right it felt like I was flying like it was insane especially awesome. down the street like it wasn't that windy that day but if there was like a solid gust of wind like you you feel that for sure wow cool yeah it was sick. yeah I mean with with like the brakes on this specific chassis like the way they're set up there isn't any real significant uh pedal travel so like there is some travel, but you feel it once you're really into the break because you really yeah. got to stomp on it. And then of course, like your threshold breaking. So you're, you're letting off almost right, yeah. because you don't want to lock the, the break up. Uh, right. You know, so like you start to feel it. And then like, I don't know, like it, it, it's also a bit challenging too because your weight comes forward, but then I'm tall. So I'm really trying to lift my, my leg off the, pedal right so it's almost like you're going I'm in two not, different directions yeah so i'm not over slowing you know and then like there's other things too that it, it wouldn't have mattered to tell you because like it was your first time driving it and getting a feel but one thing people do to try and smoothen out your inputs is like you push on the wheel instead of pulling on it because if you mm. it, like you it's easier to yank and then as soon as you do that, you just shave a whole bunch of speed out the cart. Yeah, the, the weird part about that is that mentality is so foreign to somebody who hasn't driven that cart or driven that fast. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, like if you're trying to tell me to slow down and I got to turn, I'm like, what are the brakes for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, there's three ways to slow the car down. Hit the brakes, let off the gas, or turn the wheel. You know, like, I literally, uh, not well, not last month. I don't think it was last month. Probably, like, two months ago. Like, I was coming into the hairpin, and the brakes didn't work. And it was just because I hadn't, like, flushed the fluid this year. Mm. I did after that. But, you know, after you nearly piss yourself, here, yeah, you'll go back and, and flush that fluid. <laughs> Uh, I didn't hit anything despite like it being a super tight turn so like literally I just let off and just cranked the wheel all the way and it's like it it turned and then it well it didn't turn all the way like it, it right you understeered into the car 
Yeah, it under it understeered enough and quickly enough that like I didn't hit anything. And then lucky. Yeah. That would have like, hurt. Oh yeah, the damn sure would have as much stuff as I've hit. Like <laughs> yeah, that would have hurt. Um for real. But it's like once you know stuff like that too, it helps because you're like, oh, like if this happens and I know to just do this or like turn one, it's like, all right, like I've come in into the turn one so hot, like so many times. It's just like, oh, all right, four wheel slide, let it slow down. All right, we got four wheels and outside apex. All right, we're good. Let's <laughs> let's keep going. You Back know, into um, it. like turn two, bro. I've driven off the track at turn two so many times. That's your favorite turn. <laughs> I'm I think maybe turn one is my favorite, but it's like turn two because turn two is banked and it's like you, you got to hit the apex, but then almost feel like the cart slides out <laughs> on, on the corner. Right. And I swear, like sometimes I have like half the tire left on the on the apex and like I had to start running the the um, the sprocket guard because I had bent like multiple sprockets coming off that curve. And I'm like, yep. Uh, not again. So, like, you know, how to put the sprocket guard on. And, yeah, you just start to get comfortable with, like, all right, yeah, I'm a bit out of control, but there's no need to panic. Like, I'm still on top of this. So, so that's into your confidence. Yeah, like, oh, I went and mowed some lawn. I could be a landscaper some days older. <laughs> so John Deere, baby, John Deere. <laughs> yeah, like, whatever, you know, just – Keep moving, you know, but you obviously like I don't want you like crashing and mowing lawn in, in my cart because I only have one. <laughs> like, right, right, right. Reason, it's not like we're but, trying to do this. Yeah, but like you know, you start to get comfortable and you're like, oh, all right, whatever. I'm sliding. Like, <laughs> uh, brakes don't work. Ah, uh, whatever. Like, you know, keep carry on. Yeah, like uh, I'll keep fix that. Keep it moving. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, right. So of course, like, yes, if you know you drove it earlier in the day, you would have felt fresher and you probably would have pushed more. Uh, but I did like five, six sessions that day <laughs> too. You know, yeah, but you're used to it, my guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even yeah. own a car right now, so like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting from ground zero. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this way I'm just like, oh, all right, another session. Look, I drove all the way up here to drive. I'm gonna drive. <laughs> I mean, I hear you. I hear you. I'm gonna yeah. get these laps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and then like, obviously, G hasn't been, but just like any other track, you see how the track progresses throughout the day, and then, well, this time of year, regresses. <laughs> which you correct a certain temperatures too. You know, uh, but yeah, like it's this is this is real racing and this is the the ground floor of course there's like slower performance carts you can have uh but you know in terms of like the fast stuff this is this is the, the first frontier this is the first foray into uh you know what's to come so what i would say is we all have this to look forward to and that's next year when my boy Steve got the new cart scenario going on, going 
Bartrell's making it up. Sev's making it up. You know, I'm making it up. It would be crazy if we all made it up on the same day and got to hit back-to-back sessions. That would be wild. I might be asking for too much, but it could be possible. <laughs> uh, but, no, but nonetheless, everybody has definitely has to drive because we're going to revisit this style of episode. But after we've all actually gotten to see what's up with a 30 horsepower racing cart. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we have it, guys. That's another episode right there. Of course, stay tuned for more. We already have the next two episodes for the next two months planned out. You know, of course, like Chris said, at some point, uh, I'll get these guys to drive it, even though you and Mary might have to just rent a car from OVRPs. I don't, I don't think you'll reach the pedals or at least be able to fully extend it. I'm dead. <laughs> um, at least let me try first, sir, before you put, try to put me on last. <laughs> I'm going to be hitting that piece with my pinky toe. Don't matter. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll do that in the next year. You know, we'll revisit the topic when everybody else also gets to drive a cart or at least a similar. Well, you know what? Matter of fact, I'll wear some Tims. I got you. We're going to make up for the difference, bro. It's all good. I might do it. <laughs> that might do it. You know, hopefully it's not summertime. <laughs> yeah, for, for real, because I'm going to be looking real funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll be wearing shorts and Tims on. <laughs> yeah. It's an NYC love story. I was just about to say that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yo, great minds think alike, kid. (laughs) Yeah, but here we have it. Appreciate the support. Comment below what you guys want to see. And, yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon.